Hello friends, my name is James Hoffman-Jones, and as always, I'm joined by my good friends Brian Castiglione and Anthony Alessino, as well as my younger brother, Jack Hoffman-Jones. On this show, we're all about parlays, overs, unders, spreads, and money lines. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Parlay Good. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another glorious episode of the Parlez-Vous Podcast. Um, people really seem to love when I dug into Rob Sala and the Jets last week. So I think we're going to start every Tuesday show from now on with the Jets and the Giants. Um, unfortunately, this week, I don't have much ripping into to do for the Jets because they won the game. Miracle that they won the game. We said this off air. Nick Chubb just goes down. Instead of scoring that touchdown, the game's over. But a win is a win. We're back in the mix. I'm not that upset about it. If you talk to me all week, I don't think I said anything about it on the pod. But if you talk to me all, like from Thursday on, all week, I was, I'm like, I think the Jets could win this game. Like, I really, really do think the Jets could win this game. And I definitely thought six and a half was like ridiculously too high. And here's why. Like, are the Panthers a good football team? I Do we think the Panthers no. are good? Not really. No, not at all. And they beat the Panthers on a walk-off field goal. Yeah. Like, that Jets defense is really, really, really solid. Other than two or three huge throws from Lamar Jackson, they kept that offense contained right, the entire game. In here. The safeties are the biggest problem, by far. I have no problem with any of the, any of the other DBs, the safeties. I noticed too many issues, too many mental lapses, like to the point where they're the only people giving up the plays. The front, the front guys are fucking amazing. Right, Everybody but it, in the middle, in the box, amazing. If DJ Reed is barely getting targeted and Sauce Gardner, I mean, he got I think it was six or eight targets for six catches on Sauce this past week, and I think DJ Reed had three targets for one catch, something like that. Target's got to go somewhere. So if guys aren't throwing to the outside, they're going to throw to the middle of the field. Someone's going to get beat. I wouldn't be too upset about the way the safeties are getting lit up right now, to be completely honest with you. Lamarcus Joyner, we knew wasn't great. He's one of the starters, I think, right? Yeah. It's him and Jordan Whitehead. Yep. And Jordan Whitehead, we didn't bring him in to be a huge cover guy. He's another one of those extra linebacker box safety types. He could still get after a play a deep third of the field. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't overreact to the way the safeties were playing. I get what you're saying, though. The, the volume has to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And if guys aren't throwing to the outside, they got to throw to the middle. And not for nothing, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens aren't really built with outside perimeter threats. So who's getting the ball a lot? Mark Andrews, Mark, running right. backs. Yeah. A lot of, of guys up in the middle of the field. And even to speak, obviously, Mark Andrews had trouble in that game. Sauce was locking him up Sauce a lot. Sauce was giving him. Yeah. Sauce was locking him up a lot. Sauce got a little bit of the work this week, but that's okay. We're not expecting him to come in and <laughs> shut people down right away. Dude, you live and you yeah, learn. Yeah, going against Nick I, Chubb. I think we like what we see. Not an easy one. Yeah, when you just got Amari Cooper yeah. and fucking Donovan Peoples-Jones. I mean, I think most. Yeah, I think Cooper was the guy who went the one in the touchdown. Yeah, yeah Cooper, so. Cooper got after it this week. So one of, I think, Cooper's touchdown, I think. Safety. What? It was a safety thing, but continue. No, no, I'm saying I Damn, think he had ten targets and caught nine of them. Jordan Whitehead, Jordan Whitehead was the closest defender in pass coverage when Cooper caught the ball on the touchdown, but it was actually a sauce mistake that gave that play up. 
So it looks like it's Whitehead's fault. Mm -hmm. It goes against him and the individual next-gen stats. But things are deeper than numbers and stats. If the guy made a mistake and, you know, blew a coverage, you blow a coverage. It happens sometimes. When I was watching it, it looked Sauce Colt was waving down Whitehead, telling him to come down. And Cooper literally just shot, shot straight up the seam. That's what it looked like. And that happens. But. Busted coverages happen. That That's not really... My point here was that Jacoby Brissett is not Lamar Jackson. If they could, if the defense could play well enough to keep them in the game, Brissett's not going to cook you on a couple of long bombs like Lamar did that are going to ultimately take you out of the game. And honestly, like, I just think this offense is going to keep getting better, and it did. We got production out of Brees Hall, major production out of Garrett Wilson. Corey Four, Davis. 14 yeah. targets, eight catches, 102 yards, and two touchdowns for Garrett Wilson. Um, Look, all of these young pieces are kind of – it all looks like it's coming together. Brees Hall caught a touchdown. He produced. Michael mm-hmm. Carter, we all – I think Michael Carter is phenomenal, honestly, for the value where he was drafted last year. Yeah. Garrett Wilson looks like he's going to be a stud. Elijah Moore looks like he's going to be promising. Corey Davis, that was a blown coverage he caught that touchdown yeah. on. Um, Sauce Gardner obviously looks good. The offensive line – uh, Elijah Vera Tucker is ranked, I think, the third or fourth best guard by PFF right now in the in the NFL through two weeks. The Jets are kind of getting to that point where you drop a quarterback in and we're contenders. Yeah. Now, by 2023, I think we're going to have to make a decision. Do we go with another guy? Is Zach the guy? Mm-hmm. Do we go after one of these quarterbacks that seem to always – Demand trades. Right. And the free because yeah. I do think by 2023, we're going to be looking at a team that's ready to plug a quarterback in and go fucking win and, and play some games. It definitely and, and seems compete. that way. Because the offense right. is clicking on all cylinders. And it's Joe Flacco out yeah, there. Yeah, right. The thing is, too, it's, it, I don't want to say it feels like it's been a long time or a short period of time, but the draft itself, the way it played out, and also missing Michael Clemens, correct? Michael Clemens played. He, he didn't get hurt. He's not out. I'm, I, a little lost. I don't think Clemens got hurt. I think he got a personal Pre- foul I on him. I thought it was a preseason mm-hmm. thing that absolutely not. He was in the game against Cleveland. He got a personal foul or right. an offsides so, um, or something. Yeah. But besides that, everything looks amazing. It looks like you're you're seeing guys just everything looks like it's coming to fruition, like you said. And we're probably getting to the point where it's going to be a plug-in quarterback. Now, do you think they're more likely to draft a new quarterback and see what he can do? Or do you think we're we're holding off? We're going to go for one of these guys who's been in the league. Why not, Zach? We don't know. Yeah, we don't know I feel yet. like you need we to don't still know. let him. We don't know. Yeah. And here's what I'll tell you: if the answer is it's not Zach, and Salah and Joe Douglas still have their jobs next year, it's not a rookie. Yeah. Because a quarterback, uh, a head coach rather, and a GM tandem that are both on the hot seat are not going to put their jobs in the hand mm-hmm. of a of a 23, 22 year old kid. Not going to happen. I think it would be way more likely that they would go even look for maybe a Jimmy Garoppolo type or, right. or a Carson Wentz type, something like that. We're not quite there yet, though. Here's one more thing that I had to say. I said this privately in our group text. I said it out loud multiple times. I said during the Cleveland game, I think, like during first, second quarter, I'm ready to see fucking Mike White. Can we please <laughs> see some Mike White? Because I'm yeah, sick of watching Flacco like play. Is. And I legitimately think the Jets are afraid that Mike White is good. 
Because it's one thing if Joe Flacco came in and went 3-0, and right? And then Zach's ready for week He's 37 years old. Right. We're not. It's, he's not the guy. So go. doesn't matter that you went 3-0. and Thank you. We're yeah. not winning a Super Bowl with you. Get Zach in there. But if 26-year-old Mike White comes out there yeah. and goes 3-0, and and or it's even even right now, 1-1, one one, Joe Flacco's number three in passing yards in the NFL right now. Yeah. If Mike White was 1-1 one one with 620 passing yards right now, now we got a problem. Yeah, because now right? you have to make a decision. Now there's a fucking problem. Do yeah. we Because now do we, we just roll with Mike White and admit that we blew it with the second overall pick? What do you do there? Because as we all know, a saying is oldest as old as time. If you got two quarterbacks in the NFL, what do you have? No, no quarterbacks. You have no quarterbacks. So that's genuine, genuinely how I felt about the Mike White thing. I was ready to see him. If this Zach Wilson knee injury was a longer deal, mm. I'd already be clamoring for it. But I get why you don't want to do it. I think they're afraid. Um, G-Men. Yeah. G-Men, another big win, 2-0. Yeah, I mean. It was ugly. It was a lot it of was, field goals. It was an ugly win, yeah. right? But there's no such thing as a pretty loss. Right. The thing with that is is it just it doesn't make me confident for when we start versing teams like I mean, we just we just talked about how none of us think the Panthers are a good team. We I mean the drive summary, like field goal, field goal, touchdown, t- like feel like Right, but you know, they're the Giant the most impressive part of the Giants to me in that game was they were flying around the ball making Baker played pretty good under duress. He made some pretty the solid throws. Did look well. did um, look good, million blue shirts flying to the ball. Guys are all over the place causing all kinds of havoc, right? Kayvon Thibodeau, mm-hmm. Azizo Jolari, both haven't played a snap yet. They're two best edge rushers. Well, yeah. Aziz we has proven himself a little bit. We don't know about Kayvon, but top five we're pick. Find out, hopefully. So two of their better players in the front seven haven't played yet, and their defense looks good. They're running around with their hair on fire. Yeah. It's just the offense. Get to the quarterback and run the ball is what the Giants have always done. Mm-hmm. For 30 years, I know for sure of, from what I've heard from, from my friends that are older than us and our parents, it's been the Giants as long as they've been around. Mm-hmm. We're going to protect the football. We're going to play good defense. We're going to grind out gutty three-point wins. Yeah. Daniel Jones is absolutely... A backup quarterback. Yeah. It, Daniel Jones is a backup quarterback. We're just quarterback. finding ourselves in the same situation we were last year. We were just bouncing back and forth. We have these good weeks. We have these average weeks. And like you're saying, he realistically, he's a backup quarterback. He's not elevating any of the playmakers around him. You know, we're about to, I mean, I don't know how true this is, but they're talking about, you know, cutting ties with Kenny Galladay. Just like. Just freeing it. Up, just like, eating it. You're not freeing up well, shit this year, though, yeah, or know, next year. I, I doubt it. Like. I know. But Wild. it's just crazy. It's... Well, apparently his locker was empty after the game. Is that true? I didn't know Yeah, that's that. what I heard. Right, right, the, right, once, right, right. By the time the press got into the locker room, his locker was empty and he was nowhere to be found. Jeez. I mean, good riddance, obviously. Like, what the fuck? Like, Terrible what signing. What the fuck? Terrible signing. I mean, look. But it but... felt so like it made so much sense, I feel like, at the time. Just get us not an elite wide receiver one. Just get us a solid number one that we can kind of like build Saquon around and we'll get a deep. But... Nothing. Like, I, I just feel like if he had played the same way he'd been playing on Detroit, I feel like the Giant, maybe Daniel Jones would be better. Maybe the offense would look even better. But I don't know. It's it's a lot of money for no return. I always just thought yeah. they weren't using him properly because we know Joe Judge, Joe Judge is a useless fucking he's tits on a bull, that guy. And even worse was, um I already forgot his name because he's that the GM. What was that guy's name that got fired? Gettleman. Gettleman. Tits on a bull, the two of them. 
I always figured Dable would use him properly because he never mm. ran downfield. He's a deep threat, big-bodied wide receiver, yeah. and he's running all these short routes. Dable comes in. We haven't working. we haven't heard any sort of buzz from him from training camp. Now we're two games in. He's barely playing. I mean, if I told you before the season started, mm. the Giants would be two and zero, and their top two weapons yeah. would be Richie James Jr. Yeah. and um, Saquon. No, the other wide Still receiver. Like no. no, who's the other wide receiver? Sills. Oh, David Sills. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If I told you that those would be their top two offensive producers in the receiving game, would you tell me they were two and zero? No, I would think Galladay got hurt. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Craziness. Um, we could just kind of translate, uh, translate, move right along into buy or sell. Yeah. Because it, the first couple of topics touch on what we were talking here. Obviously, buy or sell. We know the game. I give a statement. If you watched uh, Around the Horn at all in your life, this is a very simple segment. I make a statement. They're either going to buy that statement or sell that statement. Statement number one. New York Giants are legit playoff contenders. Jack, buy it by yourself. I'm going to sell that statement, dude. I'm going to sell that to a crackhead. Like, Any, do you care to elaborate at all? I think, you know, I, I'm going to come to terms with this. I don't, I'm not going to say the Giants are bad. I'm going to say the Giants are getting to the point, and I'm not saying the Jets are necessarily better, because some people like to say, oh, the J- Giants, Jets are the worst fucking team in the league. But, but, yeah, we got fucking bigger fish to fry right now, Chief. And the Jets are 1-1. One one. Some guys are fucking 0-2. The Giants, 2-0, and are proving to be a team that drop a quarterback in, Maybe you're looking at something something a little bit different. Maybe you're looking at a playoff run. But I don't think Daniel Jones is that guy. So I'm going to sell that shit, dude. I can't. This one's hard because if the Eagles weren't popping off, I'd probably buy it immediately. Um, you know what it is? The first week when the Eagles versus the Lions, I was like, this is a shootout game. The Lions are still building. We'd be whatever. The Vikings are a semi-decent team. They're not the greatest team, but they're a decent team, and they throttled them last night. I yeah. mean, absolutely throttled them. So I just feel like I want to buy it so bad. I just don't think if this Philly team is legitimate and it looks as advertised as it's been the first two weeks, I have to sell it. I just don't think we could beat them twice in a year. And even if even if by some some miracle we do make the playoffs, I don't think the team is good enough to even make really a run. I think it's just a first a first round buy for really whoever versus them. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say now, but you would think. Let's just say they make uh they make the wild card. I mean, who are they probably going against? Potentially maybe the Packers. Let's just say they don't light it up like they do. They wound up around here but make the playoffs. Are we gonna beat the Packers? And even if we beat the Packers, then we're going up against, you know the one seed. Which could be the Rams. The Rams, the Bucks. You know, the Bucks like we're not beating any of those teams. There's no way. It's like a difficult question to go with in week two because the NFC's got so many questions and so few answers right now. Right. Right now I wanna sell it. And here's why. We already said we don't think the Panthers are a good team. The Tennessee Titans are dog shit. Worse than we thought it was going to be. Dog shit. I think they're yeah. just as bad as Worse I thought they were going to be. I think I they're be, just as bad as I, I thought, thought they'd it was be this year. Be similar to last year. You don't lose A.J. Brown. Right. Yeah. You don't lose A.J. Brown and um, not really replace him at all and get better. I'm trying to think how, how, how many other big losses that they had. Derrick Henry's getting to – he's on the wrong side of 27 now. He's on the wrong side of 27. It happens to the best of them. But the other thing, not for nothing, Taylor Lewan, shout out Boston with the boys, big fan of the podcast. 
Ever since you started the damn thing, you can't stay on the field. I'm not saying the two <laughs> are, related. are related. I didn't. Did, we, did everyone see an update on him? Is he done ACL again? Do I we have know? No idea. Godspeed if it's I'll another. Look it up real quick. Godspeed Taylor if it's another uh, ACL tear. That sucks. I did it twice in a row. Obviously, I'm not a pro athlete. Did it when I was 19 playing fucking men's league sports here on Long Island. But I tore two ACLs six months apart. Same knee. Terrible. Good luck to you. Hope you get better soon. Hate to see it happen in a contract year. If he wishes to continue playing past this point, I wish him all the best. But you don't lose your left tackle early in the game. You don't lose a guy like A.J. Brown and not replace him. And Tannehill on the decline. And the def- they didn't make the defense any better, as far as I know, right? Did, did they make any serious adjustments to their no. defense? No. So the defense so. was dog shit last year. I think this team's going to be awful. I think we, we're going to be probably seeing Malik Willis sooner than we thought because Damn, really, if they're losing enough games, they're going to have to make a decision on drafting a quarterback, and you can't make a decision on drafting a quarterback when you just drafted one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So based on those crazy. two teams being absolute dog shit, I can't buy it yet. The Giants, if they're able to put the beat down on these Cowboys yeah, on prime it time. Would be interesting. Because this division, like, yeah, Philly, whatever, 2-0, they look great. They, we said it the, on the future show. Two divisions that are very, very hard to pick. The NFC East yeah. and the AFC South. They're the hardest divisions to pick right now. In the NFC. Still two weeks in. Any any one of the eight right. of those teams could win the division. The Colts. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. South. Wow. You could pick any, any, any two of those eight teams in those two divisions, and I'd be like, yeah, I could see it, yeah. you know. So right now I'm going to sell it, but I think the Giants are a little bit better than I thought they were going to be. I feel the same way, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Dable's got these boys buzzing, man. Yeah. Is there a sport that where coaching is more important than the NFL? Is there a league of any sport where coaching is more important? I just think the game's so built on momentum that I feel like the coach just plays a bigger role. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, you know, I mean, I, I guess you could make that argument for, for really any sport, but I just feel like with football, it's just such a grindy contact game. Like, you're constantly getting hit. It's always, like it's never like, you know, basketball, obviously, same kind of thing, momentum swings. But, you know, it's not every play you're getting hit. It's tackled. It's like, fo- playing a football game is like a grind. I feel like you need a a coach that not only is like a mentor, but someone that can kind of raise the team up, push it to where, you know, it can be. I, I You know, it, does it kind of make sense? Or? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's the most important. There's not a league. There's not a sports yeah. league in the world where coaching is more important than the NFL. I think Dable's legit. He's yeah. here to stay. The biggest question mark is Dimes, honestly. Yeah. And we'll find out. Yeah. I mean, this season's going to tell. And then, like the Jets, we may have a decision to make depending on. That's um, a great segue. Oh, indirect segue. a great segue. All right. The Jets get significantly better when Zach Wilson returns by herself. Oh man! You know what? I'm gonna buy in on that statement. Let me let me back you up here. So, last year when Zach Wilson sat with an injury, he came back and he looked a lot sharper and he looked a lot better. And now he's got a full off season to get better at football, get better at football at a professional level. And he's sitting again, and he's paying attention, he's watching. And the Jets are winning a won a game. They've won, and they're making winning plays. Now I think you start to see more of a uh, a better judgment curve on Zach Wilson's throws and how he plays. 
obviously we don't know what the athleticism is going to be like when he comes back, but I think that we're going to see a lot more of the rolling out again. Flacco didn't really roll out too much. Flacco's a statue. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to see a lot more of the, those, uh, those rollouts, those bootlegs. I think we're going to see a lot, a lot more different uh, approach to the offensive side of the ball. But I think it might be for the better because Zach Wilson might start seeing some shit where he's like, oh, this guy's open. This guy's open. Right. Maybe we're going to capitalize. Maybe work gets away from Garrett Wilson for the better part of the season if when Zach comes back. And maybe Elijah Moore steps back in. You know, we don't know what we're going to get exactly, but I think we're going to get a more refined version of what we saw at the end of last year and whatever was built upon that through the offseason. And I think, I don't think it can be all that bad. I don't think we have everything bad here. I think things can only get better yeah. from what we've seen. Unless, you know, I could be terribly wrong. No, no, I um, I agree. I, I think I'm going to buy it as well. Um, Pretty much going off kind of what you were saying. I think Zach Wilson... I mean, I said what I said in the group chat just because I think it's an interesting an interesting situation. But realistically, that's probably not what's going to happen with Flacco sticking it out. Oh, they're not no way. Right. Can't so happen. I Can't think happen. I, I want to buy that, that the offense looks better with Zach Wilson. Going off, I was going to say the same thing pretty much as as uh, as Jack. And now that I'm thinking of it, um, he does do a much better job of extending the plays. And now Michael Carter, I mean, is looking great at receiving. Now, if he's extending plays, the checkdowns there, you know, if you don't necessarily want to take the long shot, it, like you were saying before, the offense is opening up. Um, I do believe, just from a morale standpoint, I think the receivers, running backs might be a fresh start. They might feel like this is our team. We're part of something that's, like you were saying, going to move forward. This is like for the long run. You know, like you said, they know this 37-year-old quarterback is not, it's not really the answer. So I think it brings another energy. And like I said, just better quarterback play, I think will I mean, like you said, it's he's Joe Flacco's third in the league. Third in passing yards. Right. So, yeah. Behind, take a crack at who? Who's he behind? I would assume Josh Allen. Nope. One. No? Tua. Yeah, well, Tua. Tua's number one in the uh, league. Yeah, it's got to be two after. And then Trevor Lawrence? Nope. It's not Aaron Rodgers? Nope. Lamar? Nope. Is it someone I should know? or is it? Kyle? I would say he's not good. Mac Jones? No. Baker Mayfield? Nope. He's on his third team now. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Yeah. Holy Jesus. Carson yeah. Wentz is number two in passing yards. Holy shit. Interesting. Before I get into – I'm. are you good? Yeah, yeah. Before I get into my pick on this, I forgot this with the Open. Jets win the game Sunday against Cleveland, right? That is the first Jets win in the month of September since – Monday Night Football, Week 1, 2018. Huh. Sam Donald's first game in a New York Jet uniform against yeah, the Detroit yeah. Lions. Whoa. They've not won a game in September wow. in four, years. four whole seasons up until today. What or were the Sunday. feelings that Monday night in 2018? I was in class. And I left. <laughs> dude, I, I, I watched. I was watching, like, play-by-play on my phone, yeah. like the game cast. I got up, class, got up and left class early. Put it on the radio and flew home. <laughs> dude. Um... I'm buying this. I'm buying this. Here's why. Joe Flacco, Flacco is a statue. Here's the thing. Zach Wilson does not win that game on Sunday. You don't think so? Zero chance Zach Wilson wins that game on Sunday. But, I mean, zero chance Zach Wilson comes in with, in that situation with 131 down 13 and wins that game. Right. But Flacco strips sack twice, I think. 
I think he strip sacked twice, bang. if not strip sacked once. Yeah. But every time he takes his his three to five step drop, the ends are pr- pressing in. There's nothing but room in the middle of the pocket and alleys on either side, and he just stands there, right. plants his foot, and winds up. One of them definitely got swatted out of his hands by Miles Garrett and recovered by the Browns. Right. One of them wound up being a very I don't know if it was a touchdown, but it was a nice throw over the middle to Garrett Wilson. But like five times probably the ball should have been strip sacked out of his hands. Right. Zach's gonna move up and out. I was gonna say, or he's roll gonna out. Tuck it and run. He's gonna pick up six or seven, or he's gonna find a guy in the flat. Yeah. You know, and also, people are getting real worked up about Zach Wilson sucks because of the one egregious interception he threw in the preseason. Can we calm down? Right. Can we well, calm it's down? It's the Jets, so people want to just pour on. You know how that yeah. goes. Go ahead. What do you got? When Flacco steps back in the pocket, dude, this guy pump fakes a throw two <laughs> or three times minimal. Yeah. Every but, 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 if but. you, if you watched, so the Corey Davis touchdown, I'll be quick about this. They set that shit up throughout the game. So similar look, right? You got Elijah Moore tight to the left. Mm-hmm. Denzel Ward's on him in coverage. He he's running like a deep out sort of a deal. The first time he runs, yeah, it's Denzel Ward, right? Yeah, that's the yeah. on the Browns. Yeah, yeah. That's the number one. Yeah, so he runs a deep out, right? And Ward is giving him space to protect something deeper and out mm-hmm. and up a fly, or whatever. Deep, deep, uh, deep completion, first down. Couple of plays later, similar thing, similar action, same route, same result. Throws it. Mm-hmm. Now, what do we do? And come back to the Corey Davis play. It's the same action flipped. Corey Davis goes with the out and up, pump fake. What's his face? Ward. Ward has had enough of fucking giving up these throws. Fucking bites hard. Corey Davis is off to the fucking races. Damn. People call it a blown coverage. It's not a blown coverage. Yeah, it was calculated. You got to understand that football is like a chess match. Coaches run plays. You know how every time they run these jet motions or the ghost motion, mm-hmm. and the guy the guy will run like ten ghost jet motions a game, yeah. and they just hand off the zone, hand off the zone, hand off the zone. The reason they're doing that is because eventually they're gonna get a look. They're gonna call a check with me at the line and fucking flip it to him, and he's gonna be off to the races. Yeah. Or they'll show you run action, and then the tight end will just be stalk blocking. Travis Kelsey talked about this on his podcast with his brother. Oh shit. He said, um. There's this play he was dying to run. It's basically him running a little release, double move, wide open down the seam. He's like, so the personnel package comes in. The formation's called. The motion's called. He's like, I checked out in the huddle. I just assumed this was the play that Andy called. <laughs> She's like, so I go out there, and fu- and I run the fucking route, and I turn around, and they handed the ball off. He's like, so I showed my cards. So later on, when we ran that play, I wasn't open because they already knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid was setting that fucking pl- placing the seeds to run that play later, but so Travis, the ball. so that way Damn, he'd be wide open. That's crazy. This is the way, guy. Like I, football. Now I'm no expert. I'm no expert. Football from a schematic scheme uh, standpoint, way more deeper and intricate, yeah. and much more of a chess match than any one of us sitting at home understands. Watching from our couch. And I think you broke that down very well for somebody who's sitting there watching on the couch. I think I fully understand now what we It's like, if you really want to understand what's going on, I can't stand, if you listen to this show long enough, you know I listen to The Fan and ESPN New York, our two local talk radio stations, all day, every day. And I'm just listening to these idiots that call in, 
this is terrible, egregious, this and that. But uh, dude, watching from your TV, you're not going to know Dick anyway. Right. You have to watch the all 22 angle, which is from in the end zone where you yeah. see all 22 players every play. Until if if you don't have access to the all 22 film, don't give me fucking shit about what was this guy blew a coverage, that guy ran the wrong route. You don't know what you're talking about. You're fucking Glazer, you know? Like, do glass. How about that? Do glass. <laughs> We're going to keep it moving along. I am buying that the Jets get better with Zach Wilson. Justin Fields, did we hear his post-game comments? Did not. What did he say? Please. Justin Fields came out at the presser and said that this one hurts way more in the locker room than it does for the fans because the fans don't actually put in any work. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Justin Fields is justified in making these statements by or sell. I'll take the, the the floor on this one. I'm fucking selling this, dude. All right, because they're putting in the work, forty plus hours a week, every week, earning their money at their regular job, so that way they could buy your jersey, buy your T-shirt, go to the game, pay for the package, hang out in the parking lot. The whole these athletes sometimes. Now I don't think he was ill 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 will. You know, I don't think it was ill mannered in his comments. Young kid, frustrated, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But we all seem to forget, all these athletes forget the only fucking reason that you're handed $23 million guaranteed if you're drafted in the top 10 of the draft is because dumb fucking idiots like us are buying your jerseys, buying the programs, getting the $12 beer, paying for the... It's all because the fans make it work, dude. And guess what? You've been here for 18 months. Some of these guys, you know, fucking Fred up in section 322... (laughs) He's been holder. a season ticket holder for yeah. 22 years. Right. All right. And the fucking uh, Bears haven't been good in 22. He don't don't tell him that he hasn't put the work in, dude. Right. The emotional work that we put into these teams that we're invested in. I'm selling it completely. I don't think he's a bad guy for what he said. Young kids get frustrated. Don't. When you were 23, how many times did you say something and immediately you were like, "I wish I had that one back." Right. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know. I uh. I got to agree with you wholeheartedly. I'm selling it. Um, I kind of am in the same boat. Probably something that now he's like, maybe I could have worded better. Maybe the delivery on it could have been a little different. I get what he's saying, though. It, it probably, after a while, it can get agitating listening to fans. You know, obviously, people have made this point before, but social media being so direct, you're constantly seeing, constantly in contact with this sort of shit. So I could get the frustration. I just feel like in the grand scheme of things, it's more about what you're saying. Like, the NFL is a business. These things don't happen for you. You don't have this opportunity to make this type of money unless people are paying to see you in the first place. Yeah. So I'm selling it. You got to, you know. I'm going to go with the sell here. But uh, I think taking it front face in a, in a business perspective, which is, you know, what will be the future. I understand it. But to to play devil's advocate a little bit, you know, when you, you got a young team in there, a young team of some guys who are some of them are dogs, dude. Roquan Smith, dog. Absolute dog. And they were trying trying to trade him. They don't want to pay the guy. Roquan Smith requested a trade. Because they don't want to pay him. He said if he would have signed the the contract that they offered him, it would have set back the inside linebacker market by five years. Really? Yeah, he said he said if I he said it would have set the market market back by five years. Oh, yeah, he like, would have been losing money. Yeah, well, gotcha. yeah. Not, I read that I mean, differently. I got what losing money, I get, but it's like also just you're hurting just the rest money of that he's not due. You're hurting right. the rest of the position, the rest of the guys who play your position in the group. You right. know, kind right. of the exact opposite. The way the Browns fucked the NFL by giving the two fifty to Deshaun, because now 
no one's going to take less than that. Right. Lamar's not going to take. He's not even playing. Yeah. A full season. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You. you I think carry on with your point. Yeah. The locker room perspective of things is you got a younger team in there now. You got a, a new system, a new coach, new system. It's just not a great look to have, obviously, from a business perspective. These guys probably are. They, they're starving for a win. They're starving to get a good one going. Had a bad first game, weather game. That sucks. But, you got know, the dub, though. Yeah, got, still the, got dub. the W. I think these guys, they'd want more and they expect better of themselves. I think that's how you're supposed to carry yourself as an athlete is you're always to expect the best of yourself. And they feel, I think the feeling in that locker room is that they're not there yet and they're not producing at the level they believe they can be at. And I think that's where that statement are, derives from. I think that's more – I understand the frustration. We went over it. But when you're a team like that and you, you guys are not necessarily a great team competing, you're competing – but you're not coming through with wins, and you get frustrated. And competing is a stretch. A stretch. <laughs> they yeah. they didn't do much competing last year at all. But you're you're getting into it, and when you're uh, when you're in that situation, you gotta set the tone. You gotta be like, this is what we need to do to win, and that's I that's one of the things that Dan Campbell is very good at as a as a head coach. I know we're taking Dan Campbell out of nowhere, but that's the talk about the Bears. <laughs> keep it moving. Keep the it keep it dialed in. Dan Campbell will take his team and be like. This is what we need to do. And he, Dan Campbell, great head coach in that aspect. He's like, this is what we need to do to win. And he, the way gotcha. he carries great. His, his team. We don't, fresh new head coach. It's different. We're not hearing a lot out of this. Guy. I think Iberflus is going to be all right. We're moving along here. Next point. Bengals will miss the playoffs. Brian, Ooh. buy or sell? Oh, man. Um, I mean, I feel like right now you have to buy, right? I mean, the odds going out into and making the playoffs are not good. Yeah, I mean, lost to a bad Cowboys team without Dak Prescott. Didn't even like, didn't even lose like in a close one. It looked pretty bad. First game looked terrible. Well, scoreboard, it was close, but it wasn't that. It didn't close. feel close. Yeah. Uh, first game, Burrow threw three picks. Yeah, don't love that either. I'm gonna, I'm buying that they don't make the playoffs. I think like. What's the stat? How many teams don't make it at 0 and 2? Yeah, I don't know. I don't have the number, but it's not. It's not good. It's um, not good, and it gets even worse if you go to 0 and 3. Like almost impossible if you go to 0 and 3. And they versus Jets, you feel some type of way about it this week. So, you know. (sighs) Yeah, man. I uh, I'm gonna buy them not making the playoffs, and it's gonna be tough. But I think I think it's gonna happen to be honest. All of this money and resources and the entire purpose of this entire offseason was to shore up that offensive front. 13 sacks in two games. Which is so weird because they did. 13 they sacks in, in two games. Right. No, I agree. I almost made this thing buy or sell. The sack issue is a Joe Burrow problem, not an offensive line problem. Because yeah, is I mean, it? like Because, you know, sacks, so sacks does, are not yeah. always on the, the, the offensive line. Right. You know? But that's not it, – it was Bengals will miss the playoffs. I'm buying that the Bengals will miss the playoffs. Immediately after the Super Bowl and our post-Super Bowl show, I said their window might already be closed. Right. Yeah, we talked about Very that. Very rough sure. to go 0-2. Even harder to go 0-3 and make the playoffs. The Jets were way worse of a team last year, and they wound up beating them. It's going to be a get-right game. Yeah. We're not talking about the matchup right now. I do think the Jets have a realistic shot of beating the Bengals this week. Um, but, yeah, I'm buying them missing the playoffs because the offensive line looks awful. The defense looks way worse. Mm-hmm. 
And you know, Cooper Rush looked like a fucking god out there. Yeah, he actually looked. He was like, overthrowing this shit out of people. He looked like a fucking god out there, dude. So I'm I'm it buying Bengals miss the playoffs. Prescott, to be honest. Yeah, I'm gonna buy in on this, and it, it, I was thinking about it the other way first. I was thinking about selling because I thought we could work out these kinks here, but it's just I think there's too many issues that can't be solved in one season, and I think. It's gonna come down to the end of the season where we'll be like, are we are we gonna be at the playoffs or are we not gonna be at the playoffs? And I think once we we figure that out, you know, we'll figure that out obviously. <laughs> but um, I just I don't see it getting any good, and I feel the same way James does about this uh this Jets game coming up. I don't think it's going to be easy at all for the Bengals this year. I think the Bengals are gonna they're gonna take some lumps. I don't and the the thing season. that the thing that's understated all the time is when you win the conference, you got that target on your back. Yeah. You win a Super Bowl, you win yeah. a conference championship. And you're in the conference with those. You've got a target on your back now. And it sounds like a silly thing to say like uh, everyone's gonna give like as if people weren't gonna give you their best if you if you yeah. weren't the Super Bowl champion or a Super Bowl here, right? But it really is because everyone knows like this is the standard. If we want to get to where we got to go, we got to be able to beat these guys. Right. So the target on your back thing, I believe, is realer than ever in the NFL. Keep it moving here. Miami Dolphins are Super Bowl contenders <laughs> slash just Tua. So give me two. Do you buy or sell Super, Super Bowl, Bowl contenders? Super Bowl contenders. Buy or sell Super Bowl contenders and then buy or sell Tua as a, as a quarterback. Brian. I'm selling them on the Super Bowl. I just don't know if we're there yet. Um, the defense is good. Don't get me wrong. The offense looked great this week. Is it going to be like this every week? I mean, don't get me wrong. Baltimore Ravens defense is is definitely not a bad defense. So I'm going to say sell the Super Bowl. I just feel like there's too many other good teams in that conference that they're like, are they going to be able to hang with the Bills? Are they going to be able to hang with the Chargers or the Chiefs? I just don't know. But Tua, I mean, Tua looked good. Everyone all all the first season and all this offseason we're talking about his arm strength, his arm strength, his arm strength. But it's turning into the arm looks fine, but a lot of these plays aren't even him throwing the deep ball. Yeah. It's just a matter of getting it to Tyreek or, uh, or Waddle and just letting speed kind of take over. So I guess I'm semi-buying Tua because it has to get there, and the deep ball didn't look bad. I don't think I'm fully bought in yet if right. I'm allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So like, this is the thing with Tua – when he was in Alabama, he he's throwing the ball to Henry Ruggs, Jerry. Correct me if I'm wrong. Henry Maybe Ruggs, better than I would. But Henry Ruggs, yeah. Jerry Judy, um, Devonta Smith, Devonte Smith, speedy guys. Yeah, yeah. Got nothing but speed. They when Tua was there at Alabama, which is not a Nick Saban way. We're going four wide all the fucking time. Yeah, spread out the field, plenty of speed, and that's when he was at his best. And this is what Miami has been trying its best to. Oh, Waddle. Waddle was on that Alabama right. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I didn't. Yeah, yeah. that was bad. Um, <laughs> bad. Bad on all of us. Bad oh, yeah. <laughs> So, Devontae Smith, Waddle, Henry Ruggs, and fucking... Um, Devontae Smith. Jerry Judy. And Jerry Judy. Jerry I Judy. believe. We're all... If not all of them, some combination of those four were on the team. Um, and this is what Miami's been trying to emulate ever since they took to it. We want to get all the speed on the field for him. Went and drafted Jalen Waddle. Went and sent the house for Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Now we have all that speed. We better see something out of Tua, right? Right. Yeah. Because if Tua came out and they were zero and two right now, and it was Tua's fault, what a fucking miss! Right. Right. What an absolute you got Hill miss. on the team now. Yeah. I'm not sold on him yet because 
I don't know how I feel about that Ravens defense. Like, honestly, the Ravens should have won that. They were dead in the fucking water. The Ravens had them no, dead in the fucking right, water. You're right. You're right. The Dolphins definitely had to come back in a major way. And the Patriots hung with them as best they could. Like, that game was only 23. Right. I, I think that's pretty much and what I was saying that whole like, first week. Yeah. Defense is stopping them, but the Patriots' offense is just not. So, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I guess. And, like, that's why I think I'm half in the The arm strength thing is, like, it's too soon to tell on Tua is going to be my answer, but I'm still not a fan of him. Mm-hmm. When Tyreek Hill is open by six yards and you underthrow him by a yard and a half, which he did on that 60 yard yeah. touchdown pass, you're not going to see it. When Tyreek Hill is open by a yard and a half and you underthrow it by a yard and a half, it's an interception. Yeah. I think too soon to tell on Tua. Right now I'm selling Super Bowl contendership yeah. as well, but they are matching up with Buffalo this weekend, and we're going to get a lot of answers in that game. I'm going to sell on Super Bowl contenders because, you know, I don't think they hang too well. But I'm buying Tua on a, on a good quarterback here because I'm seeing football is a big momentum sport. And I heard a ridiculous nickname for Tua today. Keep going. Football is a big momentum sport. And uh, last year, the big momentums we saw was uh, Debo Samuel as a dynamic skill player and uh, Bengals. Bengals winning games that we didn't think they were going to win. And there's already there's two games now that I saw the Miami Dolphins play, and they won in incredible fashion. So not, incre- not necessarily incredible for the first game. Mm-hmm. But incredible fashion for the second, and what a yeah. showing by Tua! I think I'm gonna buy in on him being a good quarterback. So I also I've seen some footage of they flipped his arm. They flipped the. Quarterback. I saw this. Did you see this? No. Somebody mirrored the video highlight, mm-hmm. so that way it looked like Tua was a right-handed quarterback. Okay. And the it was like, oh, it looks beautiful. It looked. It never didn't look beautiful. Yeah. Like you're just a you're fucking just not idiot. Used to throwing with the left you just yeah. yeah like Alessino was the same way with left-handed quarterbacks. That's and like, the thing. Because of Tebow, there's this thing where left-handed quarterbacks can't throw. Um, now there is some science into it where lefties tend to have like a bigger wheel on their throw. Okay. There's some science about that. Whatever. Um, Mike Vick threw the prettiest deep ball that yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, he did. Uh, Steve Young was a fucking animal. Yeah. And was there's one more guy that I'm th- oh fucking uh not boomer right team I have no idea ah whatever it'll come to me <laughs> my point is being a lefty is not the fucking kiss of death on a throwing motion so right. the fact that somebody needed to mirror the video on Twitter to show everybody what it would look like if he was right handed what are we doing. Well, I think we're we're appealing to a public audience that hates left-handed throwers. I think that's what we're appealing to, and I think we did a good job solving that issue. That's what I think. I just it's stupid to me. See, the problem is you're past it because you know football. This is the problem because I'm going to break this down because this happens every fucking week. All right, here I'm going to fucking sit up for this one. So I don't watch a lot of football. I only started watching football seriously two years ago. And you know more about football than I do. You have much more knowledge than I do. You are much more versed in the sport. I don't. You know haven't shit. lied yet. I, I didn't know <laughs> shit, and I still don't know. You're shit. Still telling the truth. Here's the point. When you good, you burped a little bit. There? I'm dying to hear the point, dude. <laughs> All right. Here's the point. When you come into a, a sport to pay attention to something, to learn something, you look at what everybody else is saying. And what I did is I was looking at. 
People hate left-handed quarterbacks. People hate this. People hate that. This guy's not good. This guy's not good. I've come to the conclusion where I believe that I have enough knowledge to base my premise on what I see, base my, my judgment. And I think Tua looks fucking great. And based on the premise that momentum is a big factor in the NFL, I think this momentum is going to carry them to the middle of the fucking season. I think we're going to see a great season out of that fucking team. All right. I think we're all going to be very mistaken. And I also now have another take, but I'll, I'll save that for later. Fine. Time will tell. Keeping it in the AFC East here, the New England Patriots will finish last in the division. Brian, by yourself. Oh, poof. Oh, man. Can the Jets beat him twice, you think? Because if so, I could buy it. I think they can. I think I'll buy it just to be fun. I say, let's say the Jets beat him in both matchups. The offense of the Patriots doesn't get any better from week two on. I'll buy that they don't make the playoffs. It feels like not playoffs. Last in the division. Oh, last in the division. Uh, I'll buy that as well. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. Last in the division. I'll also buy that. Um, I mean, they're not going to beat the Bills. They already lost one to the Dolphins. That's why I'm saying that the Jets, if the Jets can sweep them twice, I mean, or even get one, realistically, because they'll probably, I mean, if they lose two to the Bills and the Dolphins, and the Jets can split them. Yeah, yeah. They might wind up. Yep, they could. So I'm buying it because this team has not drafted well in years on the offensive mm-hmm. side of the football. They have not drafted well in years on Who the offensive side of football. Pick, an offensive lineman out of Chattanooga? Yes. Um, I don't know about Mac Jones. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not willing to be in or out on him yet. But what I'm certainly out on is the weapons. I'm out on Hunter Henry. I'm so the fuck out on the other guy from... Janu Smith. Janu Smith. Janu out Smith. on Janu Throw Smith, boy. too. Um. Their number one receiver is Jacoby Myers, who I believe was an undrafted player, right? Yes. Yeah. Did you hear what Jacoby Myers said? Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm selling, or I'm buying, dude. Jacoby Myers said even he isn't sure what they're doing on offense (laughs) with the schemes. The primary receiver on the team. Right? I think we got away with it for a long, and when I say we, I mean the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick, got away for a long time with having Tom Brady. Yeah. Because it's proving true and true. You were able to get away with guys like Julian Edelman and going with the two and three tight end sets. And listen, Gronk was amazing. Hernandez was amazing. Still got Tom Brady playing quarterback. It's very hard to win in the league without a true number one guy. X the Jets, they did it for the last 10 years. We still aren't sure if we have a true number one guy. So, yeah, I'm buying that. I think it's very possible. And, like, this is what happens. Again, not like look at the Jets. When you fail to draft well and build your team through the draft, you eventually are going to fucking fall apart. Yeah. So, quick little thing. I'm buying all this for all the reasons you're stating. Because also, I I fucking hate the Patriots. Um, Quick little, uh, I want an under five second response from both of you. Is it, are we looking at the beginning of the end of Belichick's coaching career? One, two... Three, I would say, yeah. I think this four. is where it starts. Well, the man is six, 70? Yeah. The man's yeah. 70 years old. Yeah. So, see, here's the thing. There are these guys. I don't want to, I don't mean to cross sports here, right? But you're familiar with a guy by the name of Jerry West? Yeah. Jerry West, Los Angeles Lakers yeah. point guard. You know Jerry West? Yeah. Jerry West played point guard 
And then he very obviously he's the fucking logo. He's the NBA say, logo. He's the NBA logo. Yeah. He won multiple fucking championships with the Lakers. Very good player. Goes on to be the coach of the Lakers. Does not do well. Mm-hmm. Winds up getting ousted. The, what they said was that the reason Jerry West wasn't a good coach is because he's one of these control freaks that needs to be able to do everything himself. Mm-hmm. And if he can't do it himself, he just, like, it's not going to get done. You know what I'm saying? Like, when he tried to coach, right. like, he's like, if this is what needs to happen, like, I don't know how to tell you anymore that you just got to go do it. And it's, like, not good at making adjustments when he's not the guy with the ball in his hands. Right. So where I'm bringing this to is part of you wants to say Belichick, you could see him doing, like, a Bruce Arians type of move, right? But I can't see Bill just being, like, the GM and special Yeah, advisor. I don't think so. I can't see it. He's either in or So, out, I, I mean, like. the man's got to retire at some point. Now, you bet your sweet ass if they finish bottom of the division, he might just call it quits. Uh, the, the way you put it about Jerry West, completely accurate, because uh, there's a HBO, not HBO, there's a documentary on Hulu about the Los Angeles Lakers front office. Yeah. About Jerry Buss. Exactly what the players would say, Michael Cooper would say about Jerry West. He would literally just go tell them, do it. Go yeah. shoot a shot. Go make a play. Completely accurate. And I think that's a great um, comparison being made. All right. We got two more left here. Russ is cooked. <laughs> Buy or sell? Buying that, dude. Uh, Buying that. I'm going to sell. I don't. I'm going to sell just because I feel like I don't know what the problem is. Is it a timing issue? It's definitely not. I was saying this to Alessino and Nick the other day. It is definitely not a talent issue. No. You have great wide receivers around you. You have a young running back who looks great also. You are a Super Bowl quarterback. You were brought there and paid to elevate this team. So I have to believe that he's going to turn it around. We're gonna. He's going to figure out what's going on. I'm going to sell that he's cooked. I think eventually he'll start cooking, at least hopefully. Let me, let me get in here real quick before you give your take. I'm buying all of that, dude. You want to know why? He looks like he's in his own fucking head when he's making plays or when he's out there. He looks like he can't figure it out, and that's weird for a Super Bowl quarterback. And when you can't figure it out, you get frustrated. And if you're frustrated, that's not a good mindset to have when you're trying to figure it out. And I don't think they're going to calm down until the bye week. I don't think, that's, I don't I don't think we're calming down at all because the ex- expectations are so high for that team. I'm going to, especially as a shareholder with Javante Williams and a lot of my fantasy teams, dude, give the guy the fucking ball. I can't tell you how many times I see him open and like Ross is sitting there looking for an option. I'm like, yo, you have a fucking, a guy who's going to be an all NBA running back, all NBA running back, all NFL (laughs) running back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Apologies. All we were talking about Jerry West. Come on now. All NFL running back. He fucking 11 receptions. He can catch the fucking ball, dude. It's not a question if he can or can't. He can. And he's got explosiveness out the ass. This guy can just fucking go. Not to sound like Colin Coward here, but like, here's the guy. Here's a guy. I'm not Here's saying, a guy? Yeah. Here's a guy who fucking is going to so, make or break your team. Go ahead. This is, you got to stop people. This isn't just you. The masses, the general public. Stop watching football through the lens of your fantasy football team, yeah. right? It's not fantasy fucking football. It's NFL football. It's the real deal. We're playing to win a game. We're not playing for stats. We're not playing for touchdowns. We're not playing for you to win a couple of hundred bucks. No one gives a fuck about your fantasy team. People in your league don't give a fuck about your team. 
That's yeah. one of the problems with fantasy, right? Is like if you and me talked about our teams, I don't give a fuck who's right. on your team. Don't. You don't give a fuck who's on my no, team. No one in the NFL gives a rat's ass about fantasy football. So the reason I bring this up, you're saying Javante Williams wide open in the flat. Play call, game situation, reps, all of these things, game flow, all of these things go into account, right? So say Javante Williams is out there in the flat wide open, but he's Russ's fifth read. And by the time yeah. Russ gets to his third read, he's got two guys on him. He's never getting the fucking ball there, dude. It's not going to happen. I understand it's frustrating to see your guy wide open and then Russ takes a sack instead of making what looks like an easy throw on your couch in your living room while you're drinking beers. I get that. It's not fantasy football. It's the NFL. I'm selling that Russ is cooked, but here's what I will do. And I did not coin this phrase. I think Barstool or someone. Nathaniel can't hack it. Ooh, the shit writes itself, wow. dude. This man that, can't hack it. That fits too well. Yeah. yeah. That fits too yeah. well. Jeez. And also, it's <laughs> two games, two games, four delay of game calls. Yeah. yeah well, we said this last week. It got worse, not better. The, the clock management is horrendous. I don't understand how nobody in the NFL, like none of these coaches seem to understand clock management. They say, they've been saying it on the Bill Simmons podcast for years now, because I want to cite them and not like act like this is mine. Yeah, yeah. Why doesn't every team have a 15-year-old that's logged 25,000 hours of Madden that understands the clock better than them? Because a fucking 15-year-old could get them to break the huddle by 17 seconds. Right. Dude, they're breaking the, you say that Russ looks lost. How are you supposed to read a defense when you're getting out to the line of scrimmage with nine seconds yeah, on the play? Immediately clock? Snapping you got the enough ball. time to identify the linebacker, base your protections, and then go. Like sometimes you don't even have enough time to call your fucking protection out. So if the center now, every team's different. Some teams the center calls the protections. Some teams the whole line does it as a unit. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams the quarterback does it. Or the quarterback identifies who the mic is. Yeah. Now, when people say that, they're identifying the mic for their specific protection purposes not the defense's purposes of who their mike linebacker is yeah they could point they could point to a safety low in the box and say number six is the is the mic like it's just based on how they're going to protect it and then once he'll identify the mic the center will make the protection calls it's a lot and then you got to read what coverage we're in get a motion do a shift it's a lot of fucking pre-snap shit that they don't have time for and russ is a pre-snap guy one okay two he's 34 years old Obviously, he's not going to be running around as much. This is a guy who just signed a five-year deal. He's going to be looking to probably get another small bite at the apple when he turns 38, 39. He wants to play into his 40s. He said this. He's spent all the money and the resources on keeping his body right. He spends over a million dollars a year in his health yeah. and his diet his diet and stuff. He's got. He's one of these guys like LeBron who has his own cryogenic chamber at his house. like Just some next-level shit. He's not going to be the guy that's running around and like third and four, nothing but green grass in front of him. He winds up throwing it in completion and people are like, why isn't he just running with it? Because he's 30 fucking four. I don't know. He's been getting beat up in the NFL for a long time. He wants to like be able to walk. Remember fucking he wants to be able to walk his daughter down the aisle one day. You know, like, I don't know. I don't knock the guy for that. Show me one fucking quarterback that ran into their 30s. You're not going to get one. Guess what, Bills fans? It's common with Josh Allen, too. You better hope it does, because if it doesn't, this 15 years of Josh is not going to happen. Nobody runs into their 30s. I think Russ is going to be fine. Yeah. 
We always bring up first coach fired. I think Nate Hackett is the new favorite. I think if they lost that he game, he might have been fucking done already, dude. Yeah, it was bad. Bottom line is he, Russ needed to play in the preseason. You don't show up to a new team with a new coach with a new um, system, Offense, yeah. a whole new system, and then just show up week one and dominate. It's not going to happen. No. I think it's more of a timing issue for sure. Anything else on Russ? No. Nope. Uh, I was just going to go with the, the favorite thing. First coach fired, favorite. I think it's still Clint Kingsbury if he doesn't win that game. My favorite's McCarthy right now, still. McCarthy? Yep. All right. That's like the gambling favorite. I'm not saying that's mm-hmm. my favorite. All right. First and uh, last and final, buy or sell. Jalen Hurts is early dominance. Go first, Jack, because I know you're buying. Yeah, so go first. This I'm one's buying, hard. dude, because. All right. Get one thing straight. Jalen Hurts is not the next helmet of Mike Vick. We're going to get that out the air real quick. So I saw some shit like that during the game. They were comparing him to Vick, like one of the staff. Can guys. I cut you off quick? A lot of people compare, make comparisons to Mike Vick who weren't fucking there. <laughs> Don't compare yeah, anybody to Mike Vick, dude. You're being straight up disrespectful. But I never you, did. You, no, I know you're not. I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking. I'm just. I'm cutting you off to it to address it as as a general point. You're 20 years old. You're born in 2002. Anybody your age or around your age, you were in a fucking pull-ups in 2004 when Mike Vick was lighting up the league. You didn't know if you were left or right-handed. Forget about who's a good quarterback. Don't compare anyone to Michael Vick. That's like comparing any outside linebacker to Lawrence Taylor. It's fucking sacrilegious. You want Now, look, if you're older than me and you were there and you want to make those comparisons, fine, I'll have a conversation with you. But I'm not even going to fucking speak to somebody who's anywhere under the age of 25 about comparing any player to Michael Vick, especially Jalen Hurts. Give me a break. Continue. I'm buying in because, I, again, I know I'm going to this momentum factor, but it exists. Makes so me well. want to puke. What the fucking? No, pig? the 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 Mike Vick thing. <laughs> Go All ahead. right, are we are we over Mike Vick? Yeah. Momentum. These guys just keep rolling, and when you roll over the Minnesota Vikings, obviously we know not an awesome team. I mean, Justin Jefferson electric, Kirk Cousins definitely not electric. <laughs> Piss running down his leg all night. Um. The Eagles, they look like they're firing on all cylinders. The running backs look decent again. Miles Sanders looks fucking amazingly weird. Like, not weirdly amazing. Sorry. Jalen Hurts, I think, is in the best position to succeed at the moment of the young quarterbacks. Because what we're talking, this is year two? Year three. Year three. Year Year three. So we're still talking about these younger, younger guys. Dude, he can rush. He can rush. He can throw the ball pretty well from what we've, what we've been seeing. I don't think the question is throwing the ball anymore. And then you throw a guy like A.J. Brown in there. You got rid of that piece of shit, Jalen Rager. The question is not his ability to throw the ball. It's his processing ability. It's getting past the second read. It's not being a pick-and-stick quarterback. So I guess I'm going to take the ball from you here and run with it, and then you could go back if you're not done. I'm selling it for now. We know I'm not a J- big Jalen Hurts guy. The Detroit Lions, like, they hung around in that game way longer than they should have for this team that we're acting like now is walking on water. Um, look, sometimes Alessino said it best in the group chat last night. Sometimes teams just never get off the plane. And Minnesota never got off the fucking plane last sure. night. I guarantee you Minnesota's defense is way better than what they showed us last night. 
the reason Miles Sanders looks so good is because once that read option is going, you have to commit to, you you, you have to commit to Jalen. People are wide open most of the throws Jalen's making. Now, is that necessarily against him? No. I still want to see him make some tight throws and tight windows when it matters, not in blow, not in a blowout win, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's never been his ability to throw the ball. It's the ability to beat the pick and stick moniker that he's been given. Yeah, you pick one guy, you stick to it. If it doesn't work, you know. So I think there's still way more to see. I think people are getting uh, fantasy. We knew he was going to be a stud. No questions about his fantasy ability. When this team starts to see a little adversity, AJ Brown went down. How is AJ Brown? Do we know? I haven't heard anything about him. AJ yet. Brown went down. I don't know if he ever returned to that game, but I can't be positive because I was watching on an iPad. But there's still a lot to see. How's he going to handle adversity? How's he going to handle the f- the first 15 plays not going well? Because so far, the team script, we all know this. The, the most common fan knows this. Every team in the NFL has their first 20 plays of the game scripted based on what we know that opposing defense likes to do in the first quarter based on mismatches, based on what we do well, what they don't do well, tendencies. And these first two games, their first 20-play game script has been flawless, right? They jumped out on the lines early, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. just – it was never close in Minnesota. No. What happens when you th- Miles Sanders fumbles a snap exchange and now you're down 7 nothing to start? What happens when you make a bad read and throw a pick on your th- second or third pass right. of the game? What happens when we get punched in the mouth a little bit? That's still what I want to see before I'm ready to get shift the way I feel about Jalen Hurts. But things are definitely looking up compared to where they were in my eyes two weeks ago. Yeah. Are you done on Jalen Hurts? I'm all good. I'm going to sell for all the reasons you're saying. I just don't think, like you said, it's very one read or run, one read, run. There's really not much. Like you said, haven't battled much adversity. I don't really have much to add, to be honest with you. I kind of feel the same. When you have that type of player and that type of offense, once things are going well and you got this deep, like by the second quarter, we're playing with our heads up our ass because everything's, you know, mistakes compound on defense. We're throwing more out. We're trying to overplay in a way, Yeah, you know, and it's just built. That style of play is built to shit rolls downhill, you know? That style of play is built to roll downhill. Once you get a little momentum, you're built to just keep it fucking moving. So we'll see. Um, that's by yourself. We're going to move right along to a little review of last week. We largely got beat up as a unit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Our team picks, we took $1,000. We spread it out over one, two, three, four, five bets, right? We put 400 on the Minnesota money line. Didn't Oof. Yeah. We put 200 on Cincy minus seven and a half. We put 200 on the Rams minus 10. Okay. We put 100 on Detroit minus one, parlayed with the over. Okay. And then we put 100 on the New Orleans money line. So that's so a we net. Only hit on the that's a lines. net of minus $650. So right, right now for the year, we're, we're minus 650. We're going to put another 1,000 into play on Thursday. Stick with us for that. Alessino went. One and two against the spread this week. He had Minnesota plus two, Vegas minus five and a half, Detroit minus one. He triple locked the Vegas straight money line. Oh for three on that. Obviously, that's a tough beat. You know, Ram- the Raiders should have won that game. Don't know what happened there. Just piss, absolute piss running down their leg. His parlay had um, the Miami Baltimore under Seattle plus eight and a half Minnesota plus two that that went over and he had Minnesota as a glizzy god. 
So he is one and two against the spread. 0 for three on, on the lock record. 0 and one for his parlay record. 0 and one on his glizzy god record. Myself personally, I went against the spread. I went Buffalo minus ten, Seattle plus eight and a half, Minnesota plus two. I went one and two. You play back last Thursday's episode. I did say that. Literally said against Trey Lance in another bad weather game, the defense will hold up. Trey Lance breaks his fucking ankle in the first possession, second possession. Jimmy G comes in. Instantly, instantly, I'm like, they're going to beat the shit out of them. So look, what are you going to do? No one knew on Thursday that Trey was going to get hurt. So I went one and two against the spread. I triple locked the Minnesota. No, I'm sorry. I triple locked Rams minus 10. 0 for 3 on the locks. A weird block punt at the end of the game. And then, you know, maybe maybe I was wrong. Maybe those Falcons are a little more friskier than we thought. And I also had Minnesota on the glizzy god. So I went 1 for 2 against the spread. 0 for 3 on locks. 0 for 1 on the parlay record. 0 for 1 on glizzy. Jack against the spread took Detroit minus 1. Vegas minus 5.5. Buffalo minus 10. So he went 2 for 1 against the spread. He double-locked the Pittsburgh money line, and then he locked the Washington-Detroit over. So he went one for two against the locks. Don't remember what was in his parlay, but we know that it lost. We checked before we went on the air. So 0 for 1 parlay. Pittsburgh, Minnesota, and Raiders. And he had the Pittsburgh as his glizzy god as well. So 0 for 1 on the parlay, 0 for 1 on the glizzy god. Brian, you got you and Mr. Pancake Willie? Yes. Um. So I... I had um, for my against the spread. I had uh, Lions uh, minus one, uh, Saints plus two and a half, Pittsburgh two and a half. Went one and two there. My locks were uh, Bengals seven and a half, Minnesota versus Philly over, Vikings plus two, zero and three there. I had the same parlay as um, as Hawk, so went zero and one there. Did have Jags on the Glizzy though, so wound up going uh, one and zero for the Glizzy. Um, for Pancake Louie. Um, he had for his locks. He had Cleveland minus five and a half, Buffalo minus nine and a half, and Minnesota plus one and a half. Um, he went one and two for his against the spreads. He had uh, the Commanders up plus one and a half, Cincinnati minus seven and a half, Giants minus two and a half, putting them at one and two. Parlay. He had Pittsburgh two and a half, Indy Washington money line, Cleveland minus five, Buffalo minus nine and a half. He went zero and one, and then for his Glizzy, he had Miami, so he went one and zero. So, I would say, I don't even know who had the best week. It actually looks like... Hmm, you or Jack? It probably would be Jack, it looks like. Actually, it's Jack or Pancake Louie are both tied, oh. it looks like. Um, they both went 3-5 and five on the week overall. Um, I went 2-6. and six. You guys were 1-7. Yep, not so, a good week. Not a not great a week. Not a good week. But there's always next week. Yeah, there's always next week. And <laughs> next week. you make sure you tune in Thursday night, Friday morning for that show. That will be available where we give you this week's picks. Before we take a break, we are going back to the Vampire League, the first annual Parlez-Vous Vampire Fantasy Football League, where the four of us will run one team. That is the Vampire team. As always, got to remind everyone at home what we're playing for. It is winner take all. There is a championship catering barbecue provided by Justin's Chop Shop of West Hampton Beach. Rolls provided by HLR Bev. 
Also, we have the Stay Thirsty package donated by Stay Thirsty Company, one of our very good sponsors here at House of Havoc. That package includes a $25 Dunkin' gift card, a Stay Thirsty hoodie, a Stay Thirsty golf polo, a Stay Thirsty t-shirt, and I believe some koozies and stickers as well. On top of that, the cashish, what everybody wants, $1,000 to the winner, cash. Just want to remind everybody, this was a free, free-to-play free league, completely sponsored by House of Havoc and the Parlez-Vous podcast. We got absolutely fucking demolished this week. <laughs> yeah. We made some mistakes. What are you going to do? We had Garrett Wilson sitting on our bench with a 30-burger, had DJ Chark in the spot instead who gave us nothing. Yeah. Kirk Cousins let us down. Kenny Gainwell let us down, although... We got to fucking, we got to pull Kenny Gainwell this week. I understand the idea that we want to give up a bad guy, but we cannot lock a starter in like Kenny Gainwell just in case we win so we can give him away. We got to throw fucking caution to the wind. If we give away someone we like, we give away someone we like. We got to get a W on the on the board here. Okay. Looking at who's available. Yeah, I was just, I was just looking as well. Um, Just before we get, well, did you have picks in mind already before I derail? No, I didn't even really. All right. So. Just as a just as an idea, um, I know we like Kirk, but Matthew Stafford is now available in the free agency. Pool. Yeah, Stafford's been available. Um, so if we want to go that angle, there's that. Um, I think the biggest issue. Sorry, I'm kind of jumping around. Um, Thaddeus' team is actually very good. Um, I'm not sure who you were thinking about. Oh, I haven't even looked. Potentially. All right, so you want to do free agency first? Figure out who we're... Yeah, but I mean, are, is there, are we even going to make three moves this week? I mean... Who are the Vikings playing this week? Give me the matchups on the Vikings and on the Rams. Rams have Cardinals. And Minnesota's playing Detroit. There you go. Rams are playing the Cardinals. Minnesota's playing Detroit. I'd be okay with swapping out um, Stafford and Kirk. I'm sorry. I'm okay. And then sure. who's our tight end? Can we get our a tight end is Pat Fryermuth. <clears throat> is there any upgrade there with um, Everett? You think, or probably not? I think I we... feel like Fryermuth might be the better. I option. think Fryermuth's the better option too. Uh, I mean, a wide receiver. I don't feel I feel good with what we have. Mm. Unless Allen plays, Palmer would be the only kind of. I mean, but we do, still do, have Wilson. Yeah. We're fucking. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I get what you're saying. I'm. Uh, I'm not sure that dropping anyone for what's available would really net us anything besides Stafford. Because, I mean, wide receivers, we got Jacoby Myers and Russell Gage, but Jacoby Myers, like we said, doesn't even know what he's doing in his own offense. Godwin and Julio Jones are eventually, and Evans are all eventually going to be there at some point. Who's our defense? Colts, yeah. which I was just looking at. Who are they playing? Playing the Chiefs, so we should probably get that out of there. Yeah, so let's go <laughs> Stafford for sure, and let's pick one of these defenses. Who are um? What about the Browns versus Pittsburgh? 
Miles Garrett and Davia Clowney against Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I like that. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna swap out defenses for Cleveland, and we're gonna swap our quarterback for Stafford. I'm good with those. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking a look at running back. Nothing's really like. Yeah, I looked at running back and receiver, and there's just nothing that I feel great about right now. Who's our kicker? <laughs> Matt Gay. Gay. Oh, that's for the Colts. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would say we'll let's swap outs. Uh, we'll Is, drop Cousins for Stafford. Let me, let me ask a question: Is Richie James on the waiver wire? Yeah, but like, I feel like that should be our flex guy. I, we have to monitor the the Keenan Allen situation, but I know we gotta lock this in now. And to be honest with you, I'd rather not rely on a situation than um, go with a guy who's getting targeted. Yeah, but like, would you put Rich? Who are you gonna Who are you gonna drop for him? Let me, let me see my phone. I don't think because we got guys. We got Devontae Smith and Garrett Wilson. We're gonna bump one of those running backs in the in the flex spots up to Kenny Gainwell's spot. I believe that we should get rid of Rex Burkhead. No, we don't need to cut him for the sake of cutting him right now, though. No, I'm saying for the drop to pick up. I know, but like I don't, I I don't know if we need to pick up Richie James right now. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't want to drop like uh, Devontae Smith or. We're not going to drop Devontae well, Smith. And what about? Nah, I know Eli Mitchell's still out. So. Yeah, if anything, we would have to drop Rex Burkhead. And I'm just maybe one more week. Maybe one more week. Do I we just think don't know. Who's going to scoop him up? Who, Burkhead? No. The John Richie Kinder, James? Yeah. I don't think so. Dude, you got to remember the benches are short for everybody. Like, Devontae Smith wasn't available when we did this last Tuesday. Right. And then before the game, somebody dropped him. And now we have, like, a pretty solid wide receiver on yeah. our team. I, I think we're good on wide receiver because, I don't know, you need to keep backup running backs on your roster to an extent. And Burkhead hasn't played his way off the field yet. Okay. It's I'm okay with those moves. Way, but. That's a conversation. Right, but he's still the two. And Damian Pierce, they're not going to let him get the, touch the ball 30 times. It's not going to happen. I don't see it happening that way. And Burkhead is a touchdown vulture. Mm-hmm. I think situation we monitor, nobody picks him up through waivers this week. Yeah, that's right. Then maybe we, we revisit this on Friday, Saturday. You know? I agree. I you think right that's with that? probably the yeah, better. Can we, can we see the matchup? Look at Thaddeus um, here. There's some good teams. Good players on here. Um, How do we... Thaddeus has Kyler Murray, Dalvin Cook, James Conner, Tyreek Hill, Brandon Cooks, Darren Waller, Rashad Bateman, A.J. Dillon, Tyler Bass, Ravens defense, mm-hmm. Rogers, Madison, Keenan Allen, Campbell, London. I so, mean, to me, this is like a Hill, Hill or Cook. Right, that's what I, I was think, thinking. I think Tyreek Hill is the guy we I think here. it's got to be Tyreek Hill yeah, because I, I, I already have shares of Dalvin Cook, and I yeah. don't think he's broken 10 points yet. I agree, yet. Tyreek Hill is probably going to have to be the move. And we offer up... Um, are we starting Gainwell? Or are we no. starting Jeff Wilson? All right, so I'm going to make that move real quick. Um, oof, who do we want to offer up? We got a lot of running backs: Michael Carter, Jeff Wilson, James Robinson, Daryl Henderson. In our starting lineup, 
Unless you want to give up DJ Chark. Or are we not starting him at all either? Um, I'm not sure about DJ Chark, but this was actually brought up to me. I don't think it's technically so it has to be a starter. Okay, but, I didn't know. Yeah, I figured. Um, I It just can't be like a kicker or a defense or somebody who's on IR or something like that. But I think... Um, I think Jeff Wilson might be the play here. Yeah, because he has expiring value. In like another two weeks, he'll kind of be. And he's already in a. You think so? They say eight weeks. They said eight. Weeks. I think Jeff Wilson probably too. I think so too. I think that's a good, good call. So, we're coming we for Tyreek. Yeah, we're definitely coming for Tyreek. In case of the win, we're coming for Tyreek, and Jeff Wilson's heading that way. And. Um, who do you think we're going to start this week? Who knows, dude? We don't have to lock in our starting lineup now for sure. Well, our, I guess we could definitely say that we're locking in, that we're picking up Stafford and we're picking up. We're going to pick up Stafford and drop Kirk Cousins. We're going to pick up the Browns defense and drop the Colts defense. We're biting Tyreek Hill. And uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. is going to be the guy on the block, I guess, right? Yeah. You don't you, you don't want to maybe give up Palmer? I could give up Palmer, too. It's kind of the same situation as Wilson. Yeah, let's do Palmer. Because, I'd rather do Palmer. Because Keenan Allen will probably come back sooner before Jeff Wilson. And Bef- we can yeah. hold on to Wilson. Yeah, that, that's a, probably a better call. I think it should be Josh Palmer. Because even yeah. with Keenan Allen out, he caught a touchdown. Other than that, we, we, right. He hasn't been what we hoped he would be. And Palmer for Hill is a nice little. Yeah. Yeah. Palmer for Tyreek Hill. I'm with it. You All with right, it, Jack. Oh yeah, I'm with there. it. I'm with it. All right, so that's our that's our Vampire League update for this week. Owen two, still looking for that first win. I'm telling you, we build a little bit of momentum. We're coming for you guys. All right. With that being said, it's time for us to take a break. All right, guys, listen, Pat McAfee said it best. You got to look good to feel good. You got to feel good to play good. Well, we're going to help you guys look good with Saatchi Di Denaro, all right? It's the finest Italian material. It's fire. It's comfortable. And we got a saving for you, all right? You're going to use promo code HAVOC for 10% off your total purchase at SaatchiDiDenaro.com. Also, check them out over at Instagram at SaatchiDiDenaro. SaatchiDiDenaro, always authentic, never counterfeit. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. As always, best way to support the show is to support the sponsors. You support the sponsors. You are supporting the boys, helping us get out of this basement and quit our motherfucking jobs. You could also support the boys by like, liking, following, subscribing, all that happy horseshit, social media, HOH podcasting, no spaces, all lowercase, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Twitter's a little low right now. But, you know, the more fucking followers engagement we get, the more active we'll get that Twitter going. You could catch us on TikTok posting multiple times a week. We post a lot of stuff on Instagram as well. Go help us out. Spread the word on social media. It's time for everyone's favorite part of the first show of the week. It's guess the motherfucking lines. Last week's champion is not here because his better half's birthday is tonight. So Jack is going to start first. Jack, Thursday night. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Cleveland. What do you got? I got Pittsburgh laying three. Brian? I got minus two and a half. On Pittsburgh? On Pittsburgh. Oh, no, on Cleveland. Sorry. All right, I got Cleveland minus two and a half also. 
Cleveland is minus four and a half. All right. So. All right. Well, complete fucking miss. <laughs> that's how tonight's gonna go. Just missing everywhere. Oh fuck! That's not your point, Jack. That's my point. What a loser I am. Me too. Yeah, I gave us both the point. I just gave Jack mine instead of giving it to I me. Gotcha, I gotcha. Here we go. The Houston Texans, 0-1-1, traveling to Chi-Town to play the Chicago Bears. Jack. Chi-Town, land one. Chicago lane two and a half. I got Chicago minus one and a half. It's Chicago Bears minus two and a half. Really? Bing, Bing fucking, fucking bong, bong. Dude, let's go. The Las Vegas Raiders traveling to Tennessee to play the one of the most dog shit teams in the AFC right now. Um, Jack, what do you got? Vegas land seven. I have Vegas minus four and a half. I also have Lake Vegas minus four and a half. It's Vegas minus two and a half. All right, whatever. Yup, loving it. Loving this. It's hard to give a team seven that just gave had a colossal exactly fucking breakdown, you know? Yeah. I wanted um, to go higher. I just couldn't. Patrick Mahomes and his Goons. infinite fucking bag of, of Tricks. weapons. Things to do. Tricks and Players weapons and, and crazy sidearm throws and nonsense. Going to Indianapolis, playing a team that I was probably dramatically wrong about before the season. Maybe Matt Ryan is cooked. The Indianapolis Colts are hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Jack, go. Four and a half, Kansas City. I got Kansas City minus eight. I got Kansas City minus 11 and a half. It's Kansas City minus six and a half. All right, so you Jack, right? Oh, well, he was two off, and you were how many off? Well, it was the Price is Right rules. one and a half, but I went over. No, it's only Price is Right rules if it's a direct tie. So Brian gets it. Okay. Buffalo Bills traveling to Miami. Josh Allen and the boys taking on Tua and his speedsters. Jack, who do you got? Buffalo ten. I think ten's too high. I got Buffalo minus seven and a half. I have Buffalo minus five and a half. It's Buffalo minus five and a half. Let's fucking go. Bing bong. Cincinnati Bengal Tigers traveling to MetLife Stadium. Oh, I East... skipped one, homie. Baltimore. Oh, shit. No, I didn't. I skipped fucking two. Oh, you skipped two? I'm I sorry. I skipped two. Detroit. Jesus yeah. Christ. My mistake. The Detroit Lions, America's team, <laughs> traveling to Minnesota. In an absolute get-right game for the Vikings. Yes, has to be. Minnesota four and a half. I have Minnesota four and a half as well. I have Minnesota minus three and a half. It is Minnesota minus five and a half. All right, so you guys are both going to get one. Jack's on the board. That's great. All right, now we have the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, contract boy, traveling to New England to play an absolutely just one of the most unpatriots-like Patriots teams we've seen in my in our lifetime. Jack, you have what? Baltimore seven and a half. I have Baltimore minus eight. I have Baltimore minus eight and a half. It's Baltimore minus three. Jesus Christ. Minus three. So Jack gets it. Yeah. And smash Baltimore minus three. Right. We're gonna go now to the Cincinnati Bengal Tigers, going to the armpit of America, North <laughs> Jersey, to tri- to take on the New York Jets. I just Vegas has gotta 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 be looking at this as a get right game for the Bengals. So I'm taking Cincinnati minus two and a half. Bengals five. I have Bengals minus five and a half. Uh, Jack's got it. It's Bengals minus four and a half. Jeez. All right. Four and a half's not that bad. Philadelphia travels to Washington. Um, divisional matchup. They seem to be dominating everybody. Washington seems to be like no set of scrubs either here. At least they're going to be tough on defense. No trouble scoring points, right? No. I got Philly minus six and a half. 
got Philly seven and a half. I got Philly minus six and a half, and it's Philly minus six and a half. All right, let's fucking go. The double being on. New Orleans Saints traveling to Carolina. I have Jameis and the boys minus four and a half on the road. Famous Jameis, five and a half. I got New Orleans minus one and a half, and it's New Orleans minus three. So I get that, right? Would you have four? Four and a half? Yeah. What did you have, Jack? Five and a half. Oh, yeah. six and a half. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Superchargers. See, this one was hard for me because I wasn't sure with Herbert. I was originally going to flirt with double digits, but like Herbert's going to play, right? Unless, I would the, think so. Unless this same idiot, Dr. Pierce, is another quarterback's one. Do you long. see Tyrod suing him? Just real quick. Yeah, but yeah. you know it's also the same doctor that's going to now have to give Herbert yeah. an injection yeah. in the rib. Let's hope not. Yeah. Hope not so I took the Chargers minus six and a half, somewhere in the middle, you know? Chargers laying seven at home. I have Chargers minus seven. Jack's got the bing bong. It's Chargers minus seven. You both got it? I had seven and a half. Oh. Yeah. Bing bong. Been waiting to do that for a while. Is that your first career, bing bong? Yes, sir. Good for you. The other team in Los Angeles, the Rams, defending Super Bowl champions, going to travel to Arizona, who, barring a miracle situation going on in the fourth quarter and overtime mm. this past Sunday, yeah, were on their way to 0-2 and being one of the most biggest disappointments of the early 22 NFL, 2022 NFL season. I'm going to have the Rams going into this game on the road, minus 3.5. I got Rams laying 6.5 on the road. I think that's too much. I went too high. I went Rams minus 9. It is Rams minus 3.5. Let's fucking go. Bing bong for the lead, baby. <laughs> Just passed Brian by 1. Atlanta Falcons traveling to Seattle. Two frisky teams. You that's know, the, way to put it. the good old... Yeah. I went with the good old tie goes to the home team here. Seattle minus one and a half. Seattle two and a half. I went Falcons minus two and a half. It's Seattle minus one and a half. Bing bong, baby. All right. Well, there's the getaway. Yeah, that's tough. From you, not from Brian yet. Green Bay at Tampa Bay. Battle of Legends at quarterback. Um, Just based on weaponry alone, I had to go Tampa at home minus four and a half. I went Tampa. Oh, I'm sorry, Jack. You had Tampa three and a half. I have Tampa minus five and a half, and it's Tampa minus one and a half. Oh my god! Which so I just Jack feel gets like it, right? so low. Yeah, it's so low. It's gonna scorch. Uh, we'll... That's crazy. There's two games left, so a total of four points available, which is going to put Jack out of it because he's got six. The best he could do is ten. I have eleven points, and Brian has seven. Jeez. Okay. So Brian needs two bing bongs to send this into a tie. And in which case, we would have to go to over-under. We got San Francisco now led by the rightful starting quarterback in the Bay Area, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy GQ, Jimmy Pornslayer. <laughs> the man just bangs porn stars. What do you want me to say? Going to Denver. You want me to I mean, start? Yeah, I'll let you start. I got first go with three and a half. Brian? I have San Francisco minus six and a half. I have San Francisco minus one and a half because it's on the road. Well, I lost because it's San Francisco minus one and a half. Let's go. Look, when you're on, you're on, dude, you know? When (laughs) you're on, you're on. Bring us the Monday. Monday Night Football, we got the Dallas Cowboys going to, once again, the armpit of America. At least the armpit of the East Coast, North Jersey. Or is that South Jersey? 
Uh, it's North Jersey, right? I guess it's technically Mid Jersey, yeah, whatever. Kinda. Who gives a fuck? It's Central Jersey. Jersey. It's really it's it's a fucking shame that didn't just build the West Side Stadium twenty years ago. Um it's Dallas going to the Giants, Jack. What do you got? Dallas Lane six. Wildness. Backup quarterback, lane six on the road. Wildness. Brian, what do you got? I have Giants minus three and a half. I have the Giants minus two. It's the Giants minus two and a half. All right. Oh my god. I feel like I had a pretty good fucking feel for the lines this week. I did better this week, to be honest. No, you did good. Jack, you're getting there. This is your first time. This is only your third week playing the game. And it's only, what, maybe your second season looking at lines consistently, right? So we're talking about 20 games in a season plus the three weeks we're at this year now. So only 23 times have you even looked at lines. Probably at least half of those you didn't really know what we were talking about at the start of last year. It's going to take a while. Yeah. It's going to take it. a while. You'll get it. I'm still you trying know? to get it, honestly. The, getting the line right isn't as much of a deal, as big of a deal, as having a feel for the line. So, like, who did you have as a favorite that wasn't recent? Was it Atlanta or Green Bay you had as a favorite? I had Tampa Bay as a favorite in that one. I had Cal- Dallas as a favorite. You had Dallas as a six-point favorite, and the line was minus two, right? So what that tells you there is maybe you love Dallas now, you know? That's the the point of this exercise is to see where you feel versus where Vegas feels, and now you're going to kind of naturally find where some of your value might be right away, you know? Mm -hmm. You'll get there. It's it's not going to happen overnight. We're still learning. Brian's only on, like, year three. Barely. I'm, like, at year six or seven of, like, gambling like that Mm. and like i mean obviously year fucking i don't know 25 24 of watching football but you'll get there it'll it'll all come together the final score was 14 for me seven for brian six for jack anything jump off off the page to you brian um nothing underdog wise i felt like there was one spread that was low that we were we all kind of reacted to it. I'm just trying to remember. Oh, the Ravens minus three. I just feel like it should be at least six. I think it right? should be higher. Like it yeah, should be at least six. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this Chiefs Colts at six and a half. I felt like was going to be more of an eight or nine, but I just feel like the Colts are collapsing. Chiefs looked like the Chiefs. You know, Chiefs are chiefing, and the Chiefs Colts are, are at a serious threat to go zero and three. I just feel like. Six and a half is too low. Um, other than that, I mean... What do we got? What was the Cincinnati one? Uh, four and a half. Yeah. That's probably right where it should be, though. Yeah. Don't like make zero mistake. I'm betting on the Jets' money line this week. Yeah. That's a bet with my heart, not with my head. Um. Yeah, other than that, obviously, I got, what, four of them right on the nose? Yeah. Right? So I nothing's really jumping out to me. I you know this is kind of chalk. It the seems way like I, a, see yeah, it. I was gonna say it seems pretty run of the mill. What was the charger spread numbers. again? It's, uh, minus seven. Yeah, I mean, can't really argue with that. No, you know, not at all. Rams Cardinals minus three and a half. I guess you could make a case because the Cardinals don't look great, but they're probably looking at it as divisional game. Here's here's what I'll say jumps off this page to me, regardless of the matchup of the team of the talent disparity, whatever it is. Nine home dogs. Yeah. We have nine home underdogs. 
How many of these are possible divisional matchups here? I mean, Miami-Buffalo. A lot of them. Miami-Buffalo is the classic home dog in a divisional game, right? Philly-Washington home dog in a divisional game. Arizona-Rams home dog in a divisional game. There's going to be a lot of things that look easy. Broncos-Niners, too, home dog in a divisional game. There's going to be a lot of things that look fucking easy this week that don't shape out that way. That's all I'll say on it. Jack? I mean, I got nothing. We'll see what happens on the Thursday show. All right. We're going to take another quick break. It's a new year, and with new year comes new resolutions. And what's going to help you complete the resolutions that you set forward for yourself this year? Inspiration. And we have just the company for you that's focused around inspiration. Head on over to staythirstyco.com and put in the code HAVOC to get 15% off on your next order. And make sure you take a look over at the Winter 2022 Collection. That's staythirstyco.com. Drop the OY and focus on you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It is time for the Thursday Night Football preview, so to say. Um, probably going to be a much shorter segment than it was last last Tuesday because last Tuesday we had a game people yeah. actually cared for. And this Tuesday, we just it's not shaping up that way. It's Pittsburgh going to Cleveland. Cleveland's minus 4.5. The over-under is 38.5. Um. I'm probably going to largely stay away from the action yeah. Thursday night. You know, if anything, if I mean, anything, I might go for a little touchdown part, you know, prop bet or something right like now. that. Yeah. If I'm going to pick, I'm, I'm going to pick Cleveland minus four and a half. I'm going to go under 38 and a half. I Separately, think- together, whatever. Those are the picks that I would make. Do not be shocked if Pittsburgh finds a way to stay in this one. The Jets just beat this team. It was a miracle. But with Jacoby Brissett back there, with, you know, Miles Garrett went down. We don't know what's going to be up with him. I'm sure he'll play by the time game time rolls around. Mm-hmm. He didn't practice today, I don't think. Neck injury, I, I think I read. Per, I didn't see it, to be honest. There's, you know, this is a battle of two backup quarterbacks. One that's quite literally the team's backup in Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. And another in Trubisky who, I mean, he's just awful. If you haven't gotten a chance to watch enough Trubisky yet this year, Watch the first half of this game, and you'll be you'll understand why the fans were clamoring for Kenny Pickett last mm-hmm. week. I mean, you know, I don't have much to say. Like, yes. it's probably it's a divisional matchup, and that's why it's on Thursday Night Football. They love pigeonholing these divisional games into Thursday Night Football because one, you feel like the fan bases of the two teams are going to be more invested, and then two, it's a talking point for the broadcast team, right? Right. We can fucking pitch about how these teams have been rivals. Since you know 1960, Forever. whatever you know, since the inception sure, of the history, clicks. since we created professional football, these two guys have been going at each other. This is my favorite when a divisional matchup is going on, and these two teams do not like each other. <laughs> no shit, dude. They see each other twice. No a year, every shit. Year. Um, AFC North, bash them up, smash mouth, hurt you physically and emotionally. Kind of football that goes on in this division. Which is why I think the under is a huge favorite, especially when you tack it on to Brissett and Trubisky. You know, the thing is, you can't really bet on penalties, but uh, I would love to bet on see what the odds would be for uh, George Pickens for a personal foul. <laughs> <laughs> How about this, dude? Over under two hours and 45 minutes into the broadcast before Herb Street says something valuable. <laughs> <laughs> Just a serious before, shot. Before Kirk Herbstreet makes a fucking point, dude. 
Like before he <laughs> says something that actually has a point to it, I'm going over two hours and forty five minutes on that. After halftime. I just like as much as I cannot stand Chris Collinsworth, I we were robbed of the Chris Collinsworth Al Michaels tandem, dude. <laughs> the two of them should have just traveled together. When Al yeah, Michaels signed so. that deal with Amazon, he should have been like, You gotta get Chris too. You know, because those two guys, man, what a tag team. It's never boring. It could no, be here's some it could be fifty two to ten and Collinsworth is like, Al, you know, Al. Yeah. I just don't know what they're doing, Al. And Al's like, Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not sure what he was thinking there, Chris. I think you're right. I think he yeah. might have been trying to go for the Z cut. Meanwhile, you watch the Sunday Night Pro. Tarico gives Collinsworth no time, dude. Collinsworth says something, and Tarico's just on to the next snap. Oh, does not give a fuck, dude. I'm telling you, pay attention the next time you're watching I Sunday Night Football. Yeah. Tarico does not play with Collinsworth at all. He just goes, "All right, yeah," and it's second and ten, and Warren and I sat here, just ignores him completely. Um, what do you think? I mean, are we all. Cle- I, uh, I'm probably telling you on the minus four and a half in the under. Um, I'm looking at some of the touchdown scores right now. Um, I got to be honest. I like Kareem Hunt at 165. It's not wonderful, but it's good. I'll tell you what I'm kind of interested in, to be honest. Um, Pittsburgh defense is plus 900. Do we think Jacoby Brissett is that far past throwing a pick six? Steelers defense mm-hmm. looks pretty good. Jacoby looks pretty disciplined. I just feel like plus 900. I don't. I might throw just a little bit on it. Just to see if it happens. This is a game that I think that decides if Jacoby Brissett's a decent backup. For any time touchdown you're talking about. Anytime. Yes. Anytime. Yes. Yeah. I thought you were not talking first. First. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. That is an anytime plus nine hundred for Pittsburgh Steve. Yeah, I think that's gonna be the only action I place. Um I mean, yeah, the, the touchdown props aren't great. I mean, you got Najee plus one forty five, Cooper plus two hundred, Deontay Johnson plus two thirty. You know, outside of that, I mean, there's not many. Other. George Pickens is plus 600. I wouldn't waste you know? any money on any sort of Pittsburgh touchdown prop unless it's the defense or special teams. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. Not against this defense. Not until they show me that they can do it consistently. You know, I just. There's not really much for me to like. I'm not excited about this game. No, you not know? really. This is a fucking boring. You one. know, Jim, I, I just don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I just. I don't know. I'll tell y'all, this Pittsburgh defense—they're uh—they're really good at stopping the other team from scoring. I don't know. I got—I'm—I'm I'm very. It's just not a great matchup. I mean, it's almost—it's like, what are we watching here? You know, right. what are you dialing in? This is a, this is what we call a matchup that only a sports gambler could love. How? Because if you're not a degenerate sports gambler who's going to put action on, as long as there's ball played, you have action. If you're not one of these guys, you're not going to watch this game. Cleveland fans, Steelers fans, degenerate sports gamblers who just need to have action between the <laughs> whistles. Those are the only three people who are going to love to watch this game. It's true. You know? It's true. This is like the equivalent of like a UTEP versus Rice college football game. This is going to be like Seattle-Houston, except not as exciting. Because yeah. there's no mystery around Gino. Because yeah. there's no mystery around Mitch Trubisky. And I mean, pretty well for fantasy value, right? I mean, you got Chubb uh, and Chubb, Chubb and Harris, Hunt. Hunt, maybe Fryermuth, maybe Cooper if you're starting them. But I mean, other do than we that, see Kenny Pickett in this game? Not yet. Not quite there yet. No, because you put a kid in early, you could destroy him. Right. Let Trubisky's already cooked. Look at Sam Darnold. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Look at Sam. It's Donald. true. I mean, he fucking got. 
no, that's just, into the fire. That's just such a delightful movie. <laughs> look at any of the last. Look at any Jets quarterback that played for the team after Sanchez. Any rookie that the Jets had after Sanchez. Besides Gino. No, Gino. Fucking, they put him in right away too, and he was a fucking nightmare. Yeah, but Gino's actually successful now. You know. Right, after he spent three years on a bench behind three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yeah, but success is success. I wouldn't say he's successful. I'd say he's serviceable at best. Um, look, I wish I could give you guys more on yeah, this game, I mean, but it's, it's just, if you want to go crazy, you go throw some one of those same-game parlays in. I'm even looking at those, and it's like the um, passing touchdowns over under one. Like honestly, that. to be completely level with you here, this is something that you probably, if you absolutely need to have action, you want to tag the under, tag the under with something, or tag Cleveland money line with something. Here's what I'll tell you: this go, this game goes right in the teaser basket, right in the bat, yeah. right in the teaser basket. You take that thirty-eight and a half, you tease that motherfucker down to thirty. Uh, I'm sorry, you tease it up rather to um, forty-four and a half on a six-point tease, and you take that under, and then you look to tag it with some action on Sunday. As far as single game Thursday night action, instant gratification gambling goes, I cannot tie myself to yeah, anything. No. And that's all I have to say about it. Brian? Besides that, uh, the Pittsburgh defensive touchdown, I, there's nothing popping off the page, to be honest. Jack? I don't want to bet on anything that isn't fun. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, so <laughs> as far as as far as instant... <laughs> As far as an instant gratification Thursday night, the bet will start and end. The only thing that we are going to stamp on here at the Parlez-Vous podcast is Pittsburgh defense. Yeah. Anytime touchdown plus score 900. is plus 900. Put a little bit of scratch on that. Now, look, we're not saying it's going to hit, but anything can fucking happen. God, Someone's got to score these points. Right. The Steelers got some. I mean, Minka, you know, that's exactly Minka. what I was thinking. Yeah. If TJ Watt was was playing, I would that, I'd put more than a than a scratch. Right. I'd put a couple of scratches on it, you know. Um, but that's gonna be pretty much it for our show. Yeah. Right or wrong. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the show. Hopefully, we get a better Thursday matchup for you next Tuesday. Uh, catch us Thursday night or Friday morning for our week three show where we're gonna go through. We're gonna give you against the spread picks. We're gonna give you locks. We're gonna give you parlays. We're money lines maybe all kinds of fun bullshit to bet on or bet against based on last week's record you probably want to fade me in alicino i'm gonna bring that one and seven record up closer to 500 by this time next week that's a fucking not um i'm blown whatever no i was i was gonna say it's the paul hammond line it's uh that's not a prediction it's a spoiler as always, we're brought to you by House of Havoc Podcasting, Tiger Pack Productions, Sachi Dinero, Stay Thirsty Company, Justin's Chop Shop and Dynasty, Skate Park. Peace out. Stay tuned.